Hello Cryptonauts, today is July 12th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 market cap of the day, as well as the crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, before we get started, I do want to remind you that there is a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me, you can reach out to me through that same Discord uh, messenger or through the Anchor app. With that said, I want to give my plug-in to thank the Anchor platform for allowing me to stream to my listeners and my listeners across the globe. That includes the United States, Canada, Australia, Argentina, Germany, and Japan. So far, so far. Uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving that I have people all around the world listening to me. So once again, I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your top 10 coin market cap of the day. Starting off with Bitcoin, settling at $9,222.45. For a 0.4% gain. And in second place we have Ethereum settling at $239.23 for a 0.4% gain. And in third place we have Tether settling at $0.99 for a 0.1% loss. And in fourth place we have XRP Ripple settling at $0.19 for a 0.4% gain. And in fifth place we have Bitcoin Cash. Settling at $227.74 for a 0.2% loss. And in sixth place, we have Cardano settling at $0.12 cents for a 3.4% gain. And in seventh place, we have Bitcoin SV, Satoshi's Vision, settling at $180.07 for a 1% gain. And in eighth place, we have Chainlink. Settling at $7.89 for a 9.6% gain. Wow! And in ninth place, we have Litecoin settling at $43.33 for a 0.1% gain. And in tenth place, we have Binance Coin settling at $17.84 for a 1.5% loss. Wow! Wow, 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 wow! That's crazy! That's crazy, crazy, crazy. It's it's so amazing how, how top tens <sighs> continuously swap. I, I guess the first five are basically consistently there, right? For the most part. But it's the bottom five that... Whoa, there goes my fans to my laptop. What's going on? Um, anyways, uh, it's the bottom five that continuously change. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get started with your crypto news. Oh, no, sorry. The total market cap is at $277 billion for a 0.8% gain. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your crypto news of the day. (music) 
Alright, Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. With that said, first news is Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong defends contract with Secret Service. Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong has taken to Twitter to set things straight following recent reports that he that the popular California-based cryptocurrency exchange sold blockchain analytics software to the U.S. Secret Service. Based on an entry on USAspending.gov, the official source for government spending data and the U.S. Coinbase was awarded a four-year contract worth $183,750. No, the contract was due to end in May 2024. The record shows that the contract will allow the Secret Service to access Coinbase analytics software, but doesn't go into much more detail than that. Coinbase claims that the data offered as a part of Coinbase analytics is separate from the data that Coinbase collects about its own users. The information offered in Coinbase analytics has always been kept completely separate from Coinbase internal data, Coinbase told the block. Okay, here's a tweet from Brian Armstrong. He says, have seen a few articles talking about Coinbase analytics figured I would share my thoughts on it since I don't think it's particularly newsworthy and lots of conjectured out there. Okay. In a Twitter thread, in a Twitter thread, Armstrong argues that the blockchain analytics software is nothing new and has been around a long time. It uses publicly available data to try and track crypto transactions, usually to catch bad actors. Historically, blockchain analytics Firms like Chainalysis and Elliptic have used their tools to track the movement of money from known dark web wallets to help de-anonymize their users. But there are also concerns that the same technology could be used to strip away the privacy of ordinary cryptocurrency users. Okay, now let's see. Here's another tweet from Armstrong himself. It's expensive to build this capability, and we want to recoup cost. There is an existing market for blockchain analytics software, so we sell it to a handful of folks as well. It also helps us build relationships with the law enforcement, which is important to growing crypto. Another tweet says, especially if you want more fiat in the world to flow into crypto over time, as I do. Blockchain analytics software is essentially just compiling publicly available data that is already out there on the blockchain, trying to organize it to make it more useful. But Armstrong holds a different opinion on arguing that blockchain analytics software simply takes public publicly available data and makes more sense out of and organizes it and and useful. He went out to say that the decision to work with Secret Service was a simple business choice aimed at recouping some of the $13.5 million Coinbase spent acquiring blockchain intelligent group's startup Neutrino last year. Though the Secret Service is the first known client for Coinbase Analytics, Armstrong said that there are others too. There is an existing market for blockchain analytics software, so we sell a handful to folks as well, he said. Adding that the that working with law enforcement firms is important. Okay, all right, next news. Why Ripple founder is building a surveillance network in San Francisco. Ooh, wow, that's like in my neck of the woods. Ripple co-founder Chris Larson is helping fund a surveillance system in San Francisco. Larson, the former CEO of Ripple, made the, the decision to splash out a nearly $4 million on the cameras because he 
was fed up with robberies in the city, the New York Times reported Friday. In an interview with the newspaper, Larson 59 said that although San Francisco has a low level of violent crime, theft is common, particularly smash and grab. They don't care at all. They don't care if they're being seen, he said in the interview. After Larson's own car, car's window was smashed and thieves cut the wires on his home security system, he decided to take action and started gradually installing the cameras in 2012. Now the cameras cover 135 blocks of the city, according to the report. A company maintains the cameras, but neighborhood co uh, coalitions are the ones in charge. They decide where the cameras are put and they are the ones that monitor them. The idea, according to Larson's interview, is that the cameras are always on and recording and act as a deterrent as well as helping with investigations. Normally, cameras are installed by a police force, as seen in London and New York, but Larson's project is different because he is the one solely funding the project and citizens are the ones managing it. Due to a distrust in the police, this is the community's effort to self-police. Daniel Lawrence, the principal research associate in the nonpartisan Urban Institute, was quoted as saying, But Larson is not anti-police. Quite the contrary. On top of the cameras, Larson has helped the police department by paying for the internet connection, the NYT reported. Sure, a tech bro behind one of the top cryptocurrencies largely used by banks funding a surveillance system might not sound intrusive, but don't worry. Facial recognition is not on the cards. <laughs> Face, wow, I kind of like left about that, huh? Facial recognition is too powerful given the lack of laws and protections to make it acceptable, he told newspapers. Wow. Wow. Next news. Here's what happened at China's first post-lockdown in-person blockchain conference. Though the US it is hitting high records, uh sorry, high Yeah. Though the US is hitting a record high number of coronavirus cases in China, business is back to usual. Perhaps the strongest evidence of this is the famous Hangzhou Blockchain Week, which went off as planned last week. Thousands of politicians, developers, traders, miners, speculators, and defiers gathered in person in the beautiful city of Hangzhou, where they boated on Westlake and talked about the roaring surge of Dogecoin and, of course, blockchain. In fact, that's what made this year's conference special. It was the first post-coronavirus in-person blockchain, not mining, conference of 2020. China's economy has barely recovered and most of the rest of the world is still in deep trouble, yet the conference still showed signs of optimism. Here's what went down last week. No more Bitcoin buying Chinese aunties. It's pretty obvious that this year we saw fewer Chinese aunties flooding the conference and taking pictures with all the speakers. We saw more government officials, developers, and in general a younger generation at the conference. Hmm. Let's see, the official army has arrived. The city of Hangzhou, Hangzhou is no stranger to blockchain. As a tech hub of China, it not only hosts Alibaba, along with many Chinese proud tech giants, it was also the first city to launch a blockchain industrial park long before others started learning how to write the word blockchain in Mandarin. Okay, and what else? The line between public and enterprise blockchain is blurring. Compared to the West, where public protocols that use token economics to fundamentally challenge human incentives and behaviors are 
are favored, most Chinese blockchain projects are downright pragmatic. Indeed, most Chinese blockchains projects have industry-specific use cases that solve real pain points. They never boast that they will be the next Ethereum killer. Instead, they focus on increasing efficiency, security, and transparency of the existing system. China likes upgrades, not overhauls. I like that. Next news. Bitcoin holds firms despite midweek price pump dump. This week, the price of Bitcoin increased. Health firm then survived a brief pump and dump largely intact. The price pump of Bitcoin is $9,230 as of Sunday afternoon. Bitcoin started the week off an ebb at $9,775 according to data from metrics site CoinMarketCap. From there, the only way was up. There was a quick spike at dawn on Monday when the price coin increased to $9,087 to $9,216 in around two hours. Onward thereafter to highs of $9,320 in the afternoon. Okay, um, next news. <clears throat> How IPFS can help Hong Kong avoid China's grip. TikTok on Friday pulled out of Hong Kong after China tightened its grip on the troubled region with new security laws. It's one of the first tech companies to react to China's restrictions on Hong Kong's internet. Blockchain argues experts could help skirt these restrictions. The Chinese short video app, which has around 800 million users worldwide, has has exploded in popularity during coronavirus lockdowns, pulled out pulled out from Apple's App Store and the Google Play Store. Users in Hong Kong who already had the app installed now sees messages that reads, We regret to inform you that we have discontinued operating TikTok in Hong Kong. Wow. The Chinese company behind TikTok, ByteDance, pulled the app because of the new wide-ranging law by mainland China that made it easier to punish Hong Kongers that post anti-China content online. As part of this law, the authorities can request users' data from the platform that hosts the content. Wow. Okay, next and last news of the day. Gold price breaks records while Bitcoin refuses to budge. The price of gold is soaring as investors flock to the safe haven asset. Bitcoin, on the other hand, refuses to budge. Digital gold, aka Bitcoin, has struggled to push past the $10,000 mark since its incredible recovery following Black Thursday, when Bitcoin's price was cut by around 40% in a couple of days. Gold, however, is having a ball, hitting a 9-year high of $1,817 per ounce on Wednesday. Excuse me. Uh, Bullion Vault, a London-based online platform for trading physical gold, said the net demand for gold is breaking records. Bullion Vault holds over 40 tons of gold, worth over $2.5 billion. Gold has typically been seen throughout history as a safe haven asset, performing well when other currencies or commodities are doing poorly. Investors flock to the asset when COVID-19 wrought havoc on economies around the world world. So what about Bitcoin? This month, Galaxy Digital's Mike Novogratz said in a CNBC interview that although Bitcoin has the potential to outplay gold, its volatility means that 
At least for now, investors should hold on to the yellow metal. That being said, a commodity analysis from Bloomberg last month said that along with gold, Bitcoin was also set to outperform other commodities in 2020. So, with that said, Cryptonauts, that is your last crypto news of the day. How sad. I wish there was a little bit more, but that's fine. That's fine for now. With that said, um, make sure you wash your hands, wash your hair, wash your face, wash your hands, wash your feet, and wash everything about you and wear your mask. Make sure you keep your distance, social distance, very far away. In fact, stay quarantined and only go out for essential things like toilet paper and maybe some water. With that said, Cryptonauts, I will catch you. Oh, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to my podcast. I would appreciate that. Leave me a comment, a like, a heart, whatnot. Uh, And definitely make sure to join the Discord. With that said, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.